Susan Murray has the rural news from Kirikiriroa Hamilton this morning. Kia ora to you, Susan. Morena, Guyan. Now, we're looking at this forestry slash issue on the rural news this morning. Forest researchers have a solution. What, what is it? <laughs> well, it's um, actually forming... Um container-sized mini factories that they're going to put onto forest sites, or they say could be put onto forest sites to produce new high-quality value products from the slash, because I think we've seen all these photos of those massive volumes, haven't we, of the forest debris ending up in in water channels. And um, Scion, the forest research organisation in Aotearoa, says that there really is this immediate solution to solve the problem. He says that to date, solutions like this haven't really been seen as financially viable to, to have these portable mini factories, but downstream when you look at the damage that the slash is, is causing, and if that is factored in then the economics of this whole sort of system can change, and Dr Elder says that these mobile factories really could be developed very quickly. You know, the quickest thing is to, is to chip it uh, and then set up systems to either then take that chip and further process it on site or, or transport it elsewhere uh, and, and make it into, into valuable uh, and needed either energy materials or chemicals. Uh, the big advantage of, of the sort of processing we're talking about in this biomass field is that it is lower temperatures and pressures than you have to use in petrochemicals. So very, very viable to effectively put a a processing plant in in a container. And that could then be on site where a forestry company is milling and they would be able to turn that, not just chip it, they'd be able to turn it into a biofuel or a bioplastic there on site. Yes, that's correct. Uh, I guess the reason I talk about chipping is it's a, it's a relatively easy first step and that leaves, allows you to consider all sorts of options which might be transporting the chip to a central processing plant uh, but certainly our work is, is looking at the opportunity to have processing plants in the container and on site actually um, yeah, producing chemicals or fuel. And, and Dr Elder says, yes, that implementing this, he really wants to see that accelerated, uh, but that government money would be needed to get the initiative started. And meanwhile, he says that all forestry and land management practices in these high-risk East Coast areas do need to change, and data that they and others are collecting from this recent event just must be used to develop more robust management plans into the future. Yeah, really interesting to hear some ideas about what to do about that. Um, also, I've been wondering about this, the trade implications for fruit growers after the cyclone. What, what is happening in terms of these export markets? Well, both apples and kiwi fruit, which are the, the two sort of crops that are getting um, picked and exported, well, kiwi fruit from soon and apples at the moment, in these areas, there really is, yeah, a, 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 there has been a worry that when flood water touches them, that you get food safety uh, issues. So apples and pears and the kiwi fruit sector have really been looking very carefully at this, and they have moved to assure both sectors overseas that they will be uh, making sure that none of that fruit that has been touched by flood waters will be harvested uh, and Seeker Chief Executive Michael Frank says he expects about half a million trays won't be picked in Hawke's Bay and Gisborne. Uh, and the protocol is if, if fruit has been um, contaminated by groundwater, so the water's come up to the extent that the fruit has been um, saturated by it or wet by it or you know, impacted by it, we can't put that food into the, into the supply chain uh, and, and nor should we. And so, you know, we're going through to make sure that the fruit that we're, that we're handling is safe. 
Yeah, so they're, they're really putting a big effort into that. And um, Seeker would normally be packing about 40 million trays in total. The Hawke's Bay and Gisborne product accounts for about 5% of their production in a, in a normal season. And a global dairy trade auction overnight. Yep, there was a slight dip in the prices there. The average price fell 0.7% to 3,403 US dollars a tonne, and that follows a 1.5% fall in the previous auction. There's just a bit of oversupply and softer demand overseas, and we'll have more of that in our next update at 12.35 during the midday report hour.